Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Today, if you have your Bibles ready, we'll be in the book of Genesis, chapter 9, verses 8 through 17. The title of this sermon is, This is the Sign of the Covenant. Here is the second half and conclusion of this two-part study. Now, we don't know what they have to go through to get back, right? Sometimes it's a heavy pressing. Sometimes we can be so puffed up that God has to do a breaking. And that happens. I used to, I got a sister-in-law, man, when she prays for you, Lord have mercy. She's like, Lord, if you have to break his back, break his legs, you draw him back. And you're just like, Lord, don't pray for me. But she's, she's like, Lord, you, they're yours. And that's how we need to remember. That, that, that child is yours. Belongs to you. You draw them back. Noah rested in the fact that God was in control. Remember that because as we look at this, even as he, he worshiped God as he got off the boat and, and he's, all the animals have come off the boat and he's saying like this covenant's with everything on that ark, with all the living things. He trusted God. The boat had no steering. He trusted God. And in and, and verse 11 it says, Thus I establish my covenant with you. Never again shall, be, shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood. Never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. Very important when you look at that. Never again all flesh. All flesh. Right? So the earth will not be destroyed by flood. Will the earth be destroyed? 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 10-13 through 13. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with a fervent heat. Both the earth and its works that are on it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of person ought you be in holy conduct and godliness? Looking forward and uh, hasting the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we are according to his promise. Look for the new heavens and the new earth in which righteousness will dwell. So Peter is just reminding us, say, hey, look, there's going to come a day when there won't be an earth anymore. There'll be a new earth and a new heaven. So, you know, we have to be very careful about the way that we, we spend our time here on earth. It's like I love that he, he puts that in there. Therefore, since all things will be dissolved, what manner or a person ought you be in holy conduct and godliness? I think that's a question that every one of us should be able to answer tonight. Every one of us. 
And, and that's one of the things to think about. Like when you think about, you know, they say Jesus is your friend. But if Jesus was to walk through those doors, would you fall to your face? Because I know I would. And worship him. I, I don't want him catching me doing some unholy conduct. Something godless if he shows up. It's something that we have to think about. That can happen in the twinkling of an eye. And that quick. You could wake up. You may not even wake up tonight. Boom, rapture happens. Boy, that would be the best time to be asleep and be woken up by the rapture. Right? Good night's sleep, rapture happens. But that's the reality of it. Is God is, 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 is not only the, the creator, but he has the power to bring judgment. We have no say-so in this. Although we think we do. We don't. He's a holy God. He's going to do this. It's going to happen. I've told y'all, it doesn't matter what kind of green energy thing or whatever they think they can come up with to save this planet. It cannot be saved. Now, does that mean we just trash the, the planet? I'm not for that. You know? I can put stuff in the recycle bin, even though I know the recycle bin goes to China and then China just, just burns it up. It never goes to anywhere where it's supposed to go. That's what we were doing with it before. They don't tell you all that. The reality of it is, though, is like we understand that when we read the Scripture, we know that God's going to keep His promise. He's going to keep His promise. He's going to judge this world. And so when Jesus talks about, even Jesus spoke about end times, and He spoke about the, uh, the, the, the tares of the gathering, the burning, the fire, and, and, and at the end of the age, and He's talking about the great tribulation, and it's going to happen. We need to be aware of that. Look, I, the last thing I want to see is, is another war. The last thing I want to see is a, the Ezekiel War. You read about that and the number of people that are going to die in that is... But it's going to happen. It doesn't matter what I feel. That's the whole point. Your feelings don't matter. That's the same thing with marriage, but that's a whole other discussion. It's not based on your feelings. Agape love is, is a love without expecting anything in return. And... And when we think about that, it's like it's, I, I, Ken Graves used to say feelings is the F word for the, for the church. It shouldn't be used. It's true. We, we, we serve out of a, what? Obedience. Not based on our feelings. That's, that's where a lot of our culture is mixed up today. It's based on how I feel. I don't feel like God wouldn't accept me. I feel God would accept me if I want to be a girl. That's not what the Bible says. It's not based on your feelings. Look, the devil will tell you everything you, you want to hear and, and appeal to your feelings and pull you away. And next thing you know, you'll be unaddressed. You need to wake up. I'm telling you, the devil will, will use anything, any mean he can get, any little crack, any little thing, and we need to wake up. Verse 12, and this is the other part we get, and God said. So again, you got another one. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant which I make me, between me and you, every living creature that is with you, for perpetual generations. So every living creature that is with you. So the sign of the promise, and so we have the, 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 the covenant sign now, which is going to be the rainbow. In verse 13, I set my rainbow in the cloud, and it shall be before the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. So what, is, what does the rainbow mean? And don't answer that yet. <laughs> the rainbow is simply this, that it's unending, that it's everlasting, that, that, that Noah's covenant still exists today. 
It's everlasting. We need to remember that. That it's still happening today. Until God judges this earth, it'll happen. In verse 14 it says, and It shall be when I bring a cloud over the earth that the rainbow shall be seen in the cloud and I will remember my covenant which is between me and you and every living creature of all the flesh. The waters shall never be again become a flood, again a global flood, to destroy all flesh. And that, that's important too because if you're studying scripture, uh, a local flood can't kill all flesh. Okay? It's just when people start arguing this stuff, it's in Scripture, right? And the water shall never again become the flood to destroy all flesh. The rainbow shall be in the cloud, and I will look on it to remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all the flesh is on earth. So we have the promise to Noah, and, and the promise that we see is the, every time the rainbow appears, it's a reminder that God, God exists. God exists. And I think we, we, we may forget that at times, but man, I, I, my son sent me that, and I was like, man. I said, that's so cool. I said, we're studying that this week. Ezekiel, and, and why, why is rainbows only mentioned a few times in the Bible? Uh, when they are mentioned, I want you to catch this. In Ezekiel chapter 1, verse 28, it says, Like the appearance of a rainbow and a cloud on a rainy day, so was the appearance of the brightness all around it, this was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. So when I saw it, I fell on my face, and I heard a voice of one speaking. It was a picture of the glory of the Lord. The rainbow continues to be a sign of faithfulness and mercy of God. And in Revelation chapter 4, verse 3, and it says, And he who sat there like, uh, like a jasper and as a sardis stone in appearance, and there was a rainbow around the throne in appearance like an emerald. God created the rainbow. And what did the enemy do? Made a counterfeit. 1978, a young man out of, who was, I'm trying to remember all of it, because he got, he got kicked out of the army. And he was homosexual in San Francisco who decided to come up with the flag. 1978. And, and so that was adopted by the LGBTQ community. And one of the things we always have to remember is Satan will always create a counterfeit. So if we look at the verse in Ezekiel and, and we see that it has the appearance of a rainbow and, and, the, and, it, and it talks about that, that it was an appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. And we see again in Revelation, right, the, the, uh, the rainbow around the, thr the throne. So what does the devil want to do? The devil will always, and this is something very important for you to get as a follower of Christ. Wherever God is moving, the devil creates a counterfeit. Regardless of what it is, the devil will try to create a counterfeit. Because he doesn't want the work of the Lord to go on. And what is the greatest thing to destroy? The glory of God. Those that are made in the image of God. So Satan has, has wanted to ascend and, and be above the throne of God. For, and here we see a rainbow over the throne of God. So why do you think there's so much stuff that we're seeing right now from that community? They don't realize that they're being used by the enemy. Now, again, that was made more evident because of Target. We, the agenda's been put out there now. And so the, the satanic cult that they are, 
has decided, hey, we're going to partner up with this, and they'll be a part of us now. And they're coming after your kids. Because all that stuff that we're talking about is being sold to the kids in Target, not to the parents. Look, if you want to wear a shirt that says queer, 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 that's on you. I know what the gospel says. I know that homosexuality is a sin. I'll show you here in scripture in a few minutes. But I also know at the end of the day, you have free will. If you put a onesie on a child that says that, that child is a baby. That child has, why are you even selling that stuff? And so when they talk about grooming, that's where it begins. I know a lot of pastors won't talk about this stuff, but I'm sorry. <laughs> they, they can yank me off this pulpit. I don't care. I would rather y'all have the truth so y'all can stand for the truth. You can tell somebody, hey, man, you need to be careful. When that child comes to you and says, I think I want to be. No, you don't want to think you want to be. We need to talk. Let's talk. You need to nip that in the bud quickly. Satan wants to ascend to the throne of God still. And some weird thing in his head, probably, he thinks he can still do this. Even though he's been defeated by death on the cross by Jesus Christ. In Isaiah 14, 13, it says, For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven and I will exalt the throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest side of the north. And so Satan's idea is, is to... You know, it is to destroy the image of God because he wants to be worshipped. And so when we look at things like the rainbow, we look at these things that, that, that are being used now that have been hijacked today. We, we look at the rainbow and we go, it's a covenant. It's a covenant with God. So when you see somebody wearing a shirt, because it's fixing to go crazy, it's already started in May. They, Google already started running the transgender my lord I, I mean it's it's like you can't even do the search and it comes up on your search and so um boy you try to do that with the word of god to see what happens like you do your search and there's the scripture see what happens then right but we need to understand like there there this is an opportunity for us to try to share the gospel to share truth with them uh you know satan has has tried to hijack the rainbow and and used it's, it's crazy because the guy who came up with the flag, actually each little color has a symbol, has a word for it. And then, uh, and be careful because there's, a, there's something that was put out, it has seven, because they try to identify the seven colors of the rainbow and they, nobody can identify all the colors in the rainbow because they're, you know, uh, but somebody said God did seven, complete number, they did six, right? And so that you'll see that some I'm sure you're going to see that posted all over social media. That's not biblical. Okay, that argument is not biblical. So don't pass that around. <laughs> so if you see it, you go, ah, it's not biblical. You can just share the scripture of the covenant, and that's biblical. So stick to the word of God. Uh, God's word is truth, and and so when we see them try to hijack certain things like this, they're hijacking the covenant that's been made with all flesh. Even them, because they're made in the image of God. But it tells us in Romans chapter 1, verses 26 and 27, it says, For this reason God gave them up to vile passions. For even their women exchanged the natural use of what it, what it is against nature. And likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the women, burned in their lust for one another, men and uh, with men committing what is shameful and receiving 
uh, in themselves the penalty of the error which was due. We have to be able to share God's word. And, and God's word is always going to be polarizing and diametrically different than what, what the culture is putting out. Okay? You're going to have, like, man, you try to share with somebody that you're going to have, they're going to get upset. They're gonna, there's going to be some people that just won't listen. But there are always that one or two people that you can have that conversation with. Do they come to faith? No. But do you give them a little bit of truth? Yes. Give them God's word. When they say, no, the rainbow is for the gay pride. No, the rainbow is the covenant with God. I can show you in scripture. There was a global flood, <laughs> right? And you can talk to them about it, but, you know, at the end of the day, we can't. What, what our job is is not to just throw our hands up and go, okay, I guess we can't win that battle. What I say is we need to take June back. It should be the covenant month. The covenant of God, you know, it shouldn't be Pride Month or any of that stuff. It, at the end of the day, we have to remember what we've been called to do, which is to share the gospel and, and, and to understand that God's promises of this covenant is going to be fulfilled. And, and every time a rainbow goes up, it's, it's God answering that covenant. It's showing the sign that the covenant is still being kept. And it says in verse 16, it says, Then the rainbow shall be the, uh, in the cloud, and I will look on it. And that is what's beautiful to me. Highlight that. I will look on it. So every time a rainbow pops off, God is saying, Hey, that's my promise. I love that. Something that I told my son, I was like, Man, God's looking at that rainbow. I will look on it to remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all the flesh that is on the earth. That's a beautiful piece of scripture. God is looking on it. And all I could think of is, man, God must really love uh, Hawaii. Because <laughs> they, have, they have rainbows going up all the time. Verse 17, and God said to Noah, there's your, your, your last, and God said to Noah, you see God speaking again. This is a sign of the covenant which I have established between me, right, God, and all flesh that is on the earth. All flesh. And God is, it, it, do you get the theme out of this? God is driving this point home over and over and over. I'm not going to flood the earth again. There'll be a rainbow. That'll be my sign that the covenant's being fulfilled. I won't judge the earth the way I did this last time with the flood of water. And he just keeps going over and over it with Noah. Just repeating it. And we see a lot of words repeated there, which is awesome. I love when God speaks, man. It's like it's, those are things you got to pay attention to. And when God repeats it, how many creatures? No, all, Noah. I was like, man, maybe he's talking to somebody from, from Alabama because that's how we are. Could you give me one more time? Or he's talking, you know he's talking to a man because we can't keep directions, right? But he repeats it like, hey, this is, this is the sign. There'll be a rainbow. This is the covenant. Um, you know, all creatures. And he just kind of keeps going over it in those pieces of Scripture. But I love what, what 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20 says, For all the promises of God in Him are yes, and in Him are amen. 
to the glory of God through us. His yes is yes and his no is no. He is the eternal God. Right? He is the eternal God. He is the God we can put our trust in. That's what we need to remember. It's not based on our feelings. God said, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. How do we do that? Through being in His Word. When we don't spend time in His Word, man, it's hard to hear His voice. When we don't spend time in fellowship, we don't get to see each other. And, and I mean, we talk and admonish each other. Like next week, the reason why I want to do that is we're, we're going to actually put into practice Acts 2.4.2, part of it. We're going to actually admonish each other with the Word of God. Let me tell you something. There, there, there's going to be something that somebody's going to say that's going to speak to your heart next Wednesday. That's how it is. And we got some smart people in here. They're going to give me something I could, oh, man, I should have, I'm going to take that for next time. The next time I teach it, I'm using that. But that's, that's the beauty of Scripture. It's the beauty of Scripture. Keep this promise. Remember this promise. If you've got a prodigal or you have somebody that's kind of strayed away a little bit, John chapter 10, verses 27 through 30, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Beautiful piece of Scripture there. I love that. When he says, he goes, man... You know, who is, who is giving them to me is greater than all. My Father. My Father. I love that. This Father keeps promises. God the Father keeps all of His promises. And all the covenants. And so when we read that there is going to be a second coming of His Son, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So you're going to enter into a month. It's kind of funny that we... We're in, in, in this piece of scripture right before we go into Pride Month. Don't argue with people. Be honest with them and say, look, I'm not sure if you understand what that symbol means, but this is what it means in the Word of God. God created the rainbow, not the artist in 1978 that did it in San Francisco. I mean, the rainbow is used, and we shouldn't get out so bent out of shape, too. The rainbow is used by many organizations and many teams. In Hawaii, back in the day, they used to be called the University of Hawaii Rainbows. They had the H on the side, and it had rainbows on the side with it. You can look it up. And then they changed the name because they felt like it was soft. And it was for, for a football team. I'm glad they changed it. They changed it to the Warriors. They were the rainbows when we were in, in, in uh, when I was stationed in Hawaii. But stick to the truth. Stick to the truth. You have God's truth. Um, understand that He has. There, there are many covenants that you can study within Scripture. We're going to be looking at the Abrahamic covenant next uh, when we get to that chapter after we get through the Tower of Babel. Uh, but just remember to stick uh, to God's truth, His Word. You know, if 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 uh, again, if if we remember that it is God that we we're. In John 17, 17, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Again, if you're going to try to filter anything that's coming in from this world, go to his word. Use the word of God, okay? Um, look, your kids, grandkids, they're going to be facing a lot of things as they grow up, right? 
and they need this. And as they look at the world, again, this is, they need to look at it as everything's coming in. They can go, oh, wait a minute, I remember something in the book. That's not supposed to, I can't be a part of that. And, and they need to be able to, to say why. Not just to know the truth, but to live the truth. And, and that's important for, for all of us. If He is the way, the truth, and the life, that's the truth that we can trust. Okay? Don't get, don't get all bent out of shape, you know, and, and start arguing with people during June. Be nice, be gentle, be loving, but share truth. Be truthful. Be truthful. But there needs to be that love when you share it. If it starts turning into an argument, just back away. They're not ready to receive it. God's Word, the reason why we share truth is because God's Word does not return void. That's why I don't need to hear what's going on. I don't want to hear your opinions. I need to hear the Word of God. That's why you're supposed to have the Word of God stored on your heart for these type of moments. And you go, no, 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 in Genesis 9, uh, let me show it to you. Let me get my Bible. And you open it up and you read it to them. Because that, that's not going to return void. And that, what you're giving them, is absolute truth. It's absolute truth. It's inerrant. It's without error. That's what we all need. God's Word. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light, and you'll find it. 